Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, unfortunately, we have to cover the tragic passing of former WWE wrestler, The Patriot. I've got an update on Vince McMahon's trip to the Performance Center. Got some comments from Roman Reigns on being the best wrestler in the world. And WWE cuts are apparently to become more common. I'm Phil Chambers. I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. That's probably the smoothest one of those we've done since Wilborn went on holiday. Right, we're doing uh, it. Not bad. Not bad at all. <laughs> He'll be back um, next week. <laughs> yeah, he's going to save us all. Don't worry, everything will be much more professional from then on. We're going to kick this uh, news video today off by covering, like I said in the introduction, the passing of the Patriot, uh, Del Wilkes, of course his real name, at just 59 years old. This was first reported by the Charleston Post and Courier, who wrote that he'd unfortunately suffered a massive heart attack, that's their words, uh, early yesterday, and he passed away from that. So sad news indeed. Um, the Patriot is probably best known for his work in WWE around about 97, 98, when he was brought back into the company for a second run as kind of like an all-American babyface, as you'd imagine, for a guy called the Patriots, uh, opposite Bret Hart, at the heart of Bret Hart, at the heart of Bret Hart, at the height of Bret Hart's like anti-USA run. So it was a natural kind of fit, perfect character to throw against that version of Bret Hart. Um, he was unsuccessful in capturing the WWE Championship and he was actually out of wrestling by 1998. Uh, injury problems mounted up for him. He later worked as a car salesman uh, after stepping away from the ring forever but he was also in WCW for a while he was actually a tag team champion there uh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell Buff Bagwell uh, you may know him as his tag team partner the Stars and Stripes tag team he wrestled in all Japan all around the world um, look it's always a sad day when we come on and we have to report on a passing um, so rest in peace to Del Wilkes uh, thoughts and prayers obviously to his friends and family and uh, yeah man it's a sucky way to start a Friday always is yeah, absolutely. Never the best news to report. I guess like my overwhelming uh, memories of him is definitely in that Bret Hart feud, but also because you go back and look at it now and it's really odd because he always had Kurt Angle's theme music. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like we say, thoughts to all his friends and family. Sad news to start on. But we move over to a little bit happier news hmm. uh, and news of Vince McMahon having a trip to the WWE Performance Center that has actually been quoted as a breath of fresh air within the company. Uh, now, this is coming from Mike Johnson of the PW Insider. He reported that 
uh, Vince McMahon and WWE President Nick Khan and executive producer Bruce Pritchard and the head of talent relations John Laurinaitis all had a trip down to the Performance Center to meet with staff and uh, watch a bunch of training sessions and keep their eye on upcoming talent within WWE. Now it was originally feared uh, that this would bring on some more cuts within WWE but this is not the case and it was actually quoted as being a very much a positive day. Now, uh, Bruce Pritchard and John Laurinaitis have made previous trips to the Performance Center to have a look at some people, um, check up talent talent with a main view of kind of replenishing the main roster, especially over on SmackDown, the postman is here, uh, which is down <laughs> to uh, just 20 guys on their roster and only seven women on the SmackDown roster at the minute. And obviously we've had reports of them doing um, dark matches before SmackDown as well and a couple of matches on main events. So WWE's definitely got its eye on the future when it comes to the main roster. Yeah, it surely does. Uh, the SmackDown thing is kind of crazy because, you know, it's it's clearly the better of the two main roster shows every week. I don't think that's going to cause many arguments uh, making a statement like that. But they are really down to a skeleton crew. So it's interesting that Vince himself is making the trip, wants to run his eye over some big, beefy boys. What's the line? Big, sweaty men. <laughs> um, I'm sure that's what you'll be looking for. But uh, it's good to hear. I mean, I think anyone in that situation where you have, like, a, a figure as imposing as Vince McMahon and you hear he's going to come down and he's going to watch you that yeah. might feel a little bit into I wouldn't want to meet Vince McMahon he sounds terrifying um, but it's, I'm glad to hear that it went well and hopefully we'll see some positive changes on the talent rosters particularly Absolutely. on uh, Raw and SmackDown uh, positive stuff Roman Reigns he's good that was a good link <laughs> sure uh, Roman Reigns he was on the Cheap Heat podcast with uh, Peter Rosenberg and he had all kinds of comments that are going to rustle the jimmies of anyone whose idea of the best wrestler in the world is not Roman Reigns because that's his mindset he spoke just a lot of good stuff here from Roman, who's doing a lot of good stuff himself on SmackDown. Um, talking about like uh, like the work that goes into making the, his current act so successful and everything else and the mindset uh, that he carries to the ring. I've got a direct quote here and it's 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 good stuff. Uh, maybe a little kayfabe in here as well. You never know with these guys. Uh, he said the following. And this is some stuff I've said to Jay and Jimmy on screen, but I mean, it's a shoot. It's for real. This is the only way I want to be remembered is being... Uh, being hands down, head and shoulders better than everybody else on the show everybody else in the world, they are all trying to catch me, at this point I feel like within a marathon we are lapping people because we put so much preparation and so much thought into the detail the nuance and trying to deliver the most sophisticated, not confusing but very respectful stories we can, so love the self belief 100%, I think like if you aspire to be really great at something you gotta believe you're the best uh, and Roman Reigns for me is I, I mean, best is, you know, it's a term that causes arguments, but I think he's the best thing in WWE at the moment. Phil Chambers, what do you reckon? Yeah, absolutely. Like you say, like, I think he's absolutely nailing being the best wrestler in WWE, I guess, when it comes to um, personal preferences and things like that and like yeah. work rates in different companies and very different styles. Uh, you can definitely question that on the global scene. But within WWE, I don't think you can argue that there's anyone better than him at the minute. Yeah. This current storyline, it's interesting that he goes on to put in like thoughts into the nuance and the details of it and creating like a compelling but easy to understand storyline. Like he's absolutely nailed that ever since he came back. Like you can tell that the sort of thought and care has been put into that Roman Reigns storyline way more so than possibly <laughs> anything else in WWE in recent memory. And it's showing on TV and showing with the fans and how people are engaging with this storyline and how it's elevated other people within it as well. 
Uh, so I think, yeah. he's, I, pretty, I think he's pretty much nailing it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not going to argue with him. Uh, like you say, personal preference always comes into best in the world debates. Uh, but look, he's killing it, and long may it continue. Absolutely, yeah. It's good stuff and definitely the best thing in WWE. Uh, but yes, ending it now, speaking of WWE and going back to the talent cuts and things like that, it's apparently going to be happening a little bit more often and be a little bit more common going forward. Now, this is coming from Andrew Zarian of the Mat Men Pro Wrestling Podcast, who is on an absolute roll at the minute in terms of breaking yeah, news and things. <laughs> he is nailing it. Uh, but he had put out a tweet yesterday. He's just saying, WWE talent and staff shakeups are something I was told would be more common heading into this new era for the company. When I pressed this person as to why, their response was, to be honest, it's needed. So it looks like this is going to be something that's going to happen more often. Obviously, 2021 has been a massive year of cuts with yeah. like sort of three mass release sessions in April, May and June. Um, and not that doesn't even count the ones that happened last year in 2020 and countless numbers sort of behind the scenes that we haven't really heard about, like the true extent of or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but it looks like this is going to be something that's more common to WWE. Uh, yeah, thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know it's the kind of thing we've commented on. I feel like we comment on a story of this nature every single week, which sucks. Obviously, people losing their job sucks and everything yeah. else. And WWE's made all these record profits, and you know the the budget cuts reason is a bit like, okay, guys, <laughs> sure, um, but. Also, this whole situation to me feels kind of like a byproduct of WWE signing policy over the last few years. The kind of, we must sign everyone so you can't have them. That kind of competitive mindset with bringing people in and then they end up in a situation where, oh, we have 300 wrestlers and we can't book them all. Um, so it, it, it's a really crappy problem. It's a problem of their own creation. That does seem to be easing off now. I think now that Nick Khan's coming, it does seem to be ran more like a business rather than, hey, uh, you can't have this indie guy who's really good at AEW. We're going to take them so you cannot use them. And um, that does seem to be easing up a little bit. And uh, ultimately... I do think that, you know, it's going to be terrible for some people who've lost their jobs, of course, and we're always very sympathetic and everything else. But I am also at the same time excited to see what people like Buddy Murphy and stuff can do, you know, when they land elsewhere. So um, these situations stink. Uh, I hate reporting on them, but we got to do it. And uh, I'm not looking forward to doing it again in the future. Put it that way. Yeah, fair. It's been, it's been a lot this year. Uh, so yeah. hopefully it eases up a little bit. But I guess if you're looking at silver linings, like at least it might revitalize the talent a little bit if we get like a little yeah. bit of a rotor in it maybe or something like that we'll have to wait and see but yeah. it's never fun to report on <laughs> no never is never is but you know what is fun twitter hey. questions there Look we at go that, that was actually back. that, was, that was not bad yeah <laughs> not bad at all uh, we got the first one here from mr ghost who asks the following uh, what are your overall thoughts on the pandemic era of wrestling for me it gave me a weekly escape and gave me the hope that things would be all right i am right there with you uh particularly early in the pandemic it was so nice just having this constant thing that wasn't going away yes wrestling's not as much fun in empty arenas and, and video walls and everything else and it's not quite the same but it's been really nice having this rock that's kind of anchored us through everything yeah absolutely wrestling like at its core essentially is escapism isn't it really yeah. and what better time do you need escapism than in something like yeah. this so it's not going to go down as the best era in wrestling no. ever <laughs> of course it's not um there's not going to be a huge amount that people will probably look back on and keep watching repeatedly over the course of like the years to come but it was Definitely needed and definitely a happy escape. <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. Even when like sports and everything else were shutting down, we still had wrestling. And that's good. We still had like our 12 hours of original content every yeah. single week. So. And it still let yeah. us talk rubbish on the internet all the time. Exactly, <laughs> baby. That's never going to stop. Uh, we got our next question here from iiron 17 uh, who asks the following. As we leave the no crowd era behind, what developing... Uh, what development slash storyline in all of wrestling are you most looking forward to seeing play out in front of fans? Uh, I think the obvious answer is the Hangman Page Redemption story, and I totally agree on Page. I think that's going to be excellent. It's already excellent. Can't wait to see him in front of live crowds again. For me, Eddie Kingston winning the big one. I might cry, honestly. I might <laughs> cry if that happens. What do you reckon, Phil? Fair. Yeah, the Hangman Page one is just obviously the obvious shout, although a kind yeah. of a small piece of me kind of wants him to lose that first match with Kenny Omega just to add tragedy on top of this story. <laughs> It'd just be absolutely fantastic. Um, but I'll go with something over in WWE. I just want to see what the crowds are like when they see Cesaro these days with his extra push yeah. that he's had in WWE. I really hope we go back to the sort of Cesaro section, just love for Cesaro and just make Vince realize that he is absolutely amazing and you should push him forever. <laughs> to the moon, in the words of Cameron Grimes. Uh, our final question today comes from Bees. Shout out to Bees, uh, who asks the following. When are they going to grow up and put Limp Biscuit in the WWE Hall of Fame? <laughs> and to me, man, look, Limp Biscuit. Yeah, I think when you're of our age, when you're in your 30s, you go through a journey with Limp Bizkit, right? You, you're a teenager and you first hear them and you think this is the most awesome thing I've ever heard. But then you might go through a phase with your musical development where you're like, yeah, you, you turn into your 20s and you go, no, I'm too cool for Limp Bizkit. They are lame. Fred Durst is silly. But it always comes back around. To me, Limp Bizkit are like... <laughs> the they're, they're, they're pure escapism. They're so much fun. And WWE used to call them WWE's favorite band. That was exactly yeah. what they used to refer to them as it's ridiculous the fred durst tiktok star in the year of our lord 2021 is not in the wwe hall of fame sort it out or i will write a strongly worded tweet and save it in my drafts because i'm too much of a wimp to send it there we go 100 <laughs> if drew carey can be in there then limp biscuit can be in there for the wrestlemania 17 video package music alone let alone all his bloody songs for the undertaker and things like that Yeah, 100%. I remember forcing my dad to buy me the Chocolate Starfish album and him kind of looking at it with the parental advisory thing when I was like 14 or whatever and going, like, really? I was like, yeah, it, it, it's fine, honestly, it's fine. And he was like, oh, okay, whatever. And then blaring it very loudly and my dad questioning all my life choices. Um, yeah, all, all those F-bombs <laughs> in that first song. Jesus. <laughs> Hot dog. <laughs> Gee whiz. And you know, like, in the words of Fred Durst himself, if you don't put him in the Hall of Fame WWE, he packs a chainsaw and he'll slash your ass raw. So <laughs> is that something you really want to happen? Poetry. I don't think it is. A Beautiful. poet of this class deserves to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. One of the great wordsmiths of our generation. And my generation! In, this is getting lame. Let's cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. On the oh, This week? There's more videos to come. I'm a moron. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, you, can, uh, you can follow us on... on uh, what's the social media thing called? Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, that's it. Uh, what culture? WWE. Will Bond's coming back. It'll be fine. Next week, <laughs> yeah. it'll be fine. Save us, Willborn, please. Uh, you can <laughs> You can follow Phil on Twitter at <laughs> Phil My Chambers, and you can follow Andy at You follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for Happy Birthday to two of the all-time greatest wrestlers, Bret Hart and Scotty Too Hotty. Birthdays nice. on the same day. Happy you birthday, Scotty Too Hotty.
bless we're still working on getting those hats although I'm not sure the hat would work well for me for obvious reasons um, I'm getting that too I feel you let's do it let's do it brother brothers in bald slap the head just cut it off bye <laughs> 